What is up, you hosers? Welcome to another episode of the Unlucky Puckheads podcast. My name is PA Jets fan, and I am joined, as always, by CK. Hello, everybody. Happy Democratic Oppression Day. Yes, yes, indeed. Also, happy Bladed Canada Day to uh, all our Canadian viewers. Um, as CK just pointed out, it's July 4th. Um, we kind of let things settle a little bit, and we have a whole lot of stuff to talk about. How about it? Oh, for sure. Very, very exciting couple of weeks. So let's just jump right into it and start off with, of course, the, the biggest news, the expansion draft. We're just going to go right down the list of teams and talk about how we feel about those acquisitions and um, if we think Vegas you know, made out well or not so much with them. So let's start with the, uh, the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, Vegas ended up getting defenseman Clayton Stoner as well as the defensive prospect Shea Theodore. Um, yeah, Stoner maybe not so great. But uh, for certain, Shea Theodore is a really good pickup. Yeah, Shea Theodore is a good one. Um, Stoner actually used to be um, a wild player. And so I know his strength weaknesses, um, uh, probably lacking a little bit of hustle, but um, he is strong. He's, he's, a, he's a good defenseman, like against the walls and such. So he has his strong points. So I guess uh, that's definitely like a, I would assume, a third line pairing, but um, he's usable. Arizona Coyotes forward Timu Polkinen. I really don't know a whole lot about that dude, honestly. Um, he seems to be a decent player, just you know, nothing special. Yeah, he's a balanced player all around. Um, I think that's just a good pick for like a uh, you know uh, second, maybe third line winger, right? He's a winger, right? Polkinen is a winger. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, so decent pickup there, but nothing, nothing groundbreaking. Um, from the Boston Bruins, defenseman Colin Miller. I've that's a name I don't hear a lot, and for a defenseman, I think that's kind of a good thing. He's not the type of person that's gonna really suck it up, but again, I don't know a, a whole lot about him other than what I've seen on on Reddit about him. So he looks like a decent decent pickup for maybe their third pairing. Yep, I would agree with that. Buffalo Sabers forward William Carrier and the Knights also received a sixth round pick. Uh, yeah, that was a that was a weak purchase. Yeah, absolutely nothing special there. <laughs> uh, from the Calgary Flames, defenseman Derek England. Um, I actually think he's a decent defenseman. I think so too. Yeah, I think that was uh, he could be um, top pair or maybe uh, second. But yeah, he's uh, England is a really good defenseman. So I think that was a good pickup. From the Carolina Hurricane, Hurricanes, excuse me, forward Connor Brickley. They also received a fifth round pick. Um, yeah. He's maybe fourth liner. I, I don't really see anything special there. Nope, not at all. But now from the Chicago Blackhawks, defenseman Trevor Van, Re- Van Riemsdyk. God, I can never get these names right. TBR. Horrible pickup. Just horrible pickup. Just terrible. Just, just awful. <laughs> uh, Riemsdyk, uh, that's, that stings. The Blackhawks big time. Um, they knew they were going to lose somebody of quality. And uh, yeah, TBR is, uh, boy, He's a good defenseman, and uh, I, I'm glad that he's not going to be on the Blackhawks anymore because uh, he's kind of pain in the butt to play against. But um, yeah, that was a definitely it was a good pick for Chicago. From the Colorado Avalanche, goaltender Calvin Pickard. That's interesting. Very interesting. Yes. Um, I don't know if they thought maybe they would have some other plans for Pickard in Colorado here in the future, but I guess that got scuttled. I guess so. I was certain they were going to somehow protect him, but hey, the Colorado Avalanche have a serviceable backup behind uh, someone who's coming up on the list. Um, from the Columbus Blue Jackets, forward William Carlson, and they also received a first-round pick, a second-round pick in 2019, and the contract of David Clarkson. That last yeah, one there, just makes me laugh. Cause... Yeah, there wasn't any wheeling dealing going on there, was there? <laughs> Oh, everyone wants to get off that, that, that contract. Um, from the Dallas Stars, here's a good pickup. Forward Cody Eakin. Yep, I think that's one of the best ones they did. Um, Absolutely. Eakin is a great forward. He's definitely going to be a top-line player. I really enjoy watching him play, too. I look forward to our games against him. Off off the Stars. 
Um, from the Detroit Red Wings, forward Thomas Nosek, and I hope I'm saying his name right. Yeah, it's Nosek. Um, he's okay. He's a balanced player. Maybe he's another second, third line type of guy. Edmonton Oilers, defenseman Griffin Reinhardt. I feel bad for that kid because he's getting bounced around a lot. Yeah, he's. Been, I don't know. He's uh, he's got a lot of growing to do yet. So, you know, he's. I don't know. I don't know if they're just going to be like actually playing for the Golden Knights, so they're going to send him down right away, or I'm not sure what they're going to use him for. Florida Panthers forward Jonathan Marchessault. I'm saying it, I, I really hope I'm saying his name right. I'm using the Perot reasoning with it. Um, <laughs> definitely, definitely yeah, a good pickup. Yeah, it's March so. You got it right. And uh, yeah, that's another really good one. That's another top three, maybe second three um, offensive forward. So that's a, another really great one. And then, uh, yeah, they um, traded Riley Smith for 2018 fourth round pick. So that's a decent, you know, it's a low value, but it's a, it's a decent little swap there too. Yeah, yep. And I also want to point out that I, I feel really bad for uh, March because after this all went down, he or when he wasn't protected, he came out and said to the media, like, Man, I thought I was a part of the Panthers' plans going forward. Made me feel bad for him, but he can, you know, grow an identity with the Knights now. So, not a not an entire loss. Los Angeles Kings defenseman Braden McNabb. Good pickup, second second pairing. Yeah, for sure. Nothing major, special. Now the one uh, I assume you have some pretty serious words on from the Minnesota Wild forward Eric Howla. The Golden Knights also acquire forward prospect Alex Tuck for the th- for a third round pick. Uh, we knew that it was going to be probably Eric Hala or they were going to take Scandella. Um, so I was kind of preparing for that sting either way it was going to hurt. Um, Hala, it hurts losing his offense because he's got a lot of speed. Um, strong on the puck. He's a great shot. Really like Hala. He's going to be a good second line center for them. Um, so yeah, I'll miss him and, uh, Alex Tuck. That's, I'm really, that's in my opinion, in the long run, that hurts a lot worse because Alex Tuck was, he's a Miko Koivu junior, um, plays very strong in the puck. Very, you know, he's great against the boards. He's like Koivu and, and coil mixed. And so he was, he's going to be up and coming. So he's going to, he'll fit in well. And that's a good pickup for them. Bad loss for the wild. Yeah, I was surprised at the return for that. Just a third rounder. Yeah, I didn't quite understand that either. No, it, no, it was because they were taking, you know, they were going to take Brodeen. And so the Wild had to buy him out. Right. That's just the way it was. They had to pay the, the price. Which is we sad. Could but... not, we could not give up Brodeen, period. No. <laughs> oh, from the Montreal Canadiens, defenseman Alexi Emelin, which he's been traded now, which we'll get to, I do believe. But uh, yeah, as the pickup, I kind of figured that he was going to be on the move soon afterwards. But um, yeah, so he's just kind of a bargaining chip there. From the Nashville Predators, forward James Neal. That one, I literally laughed out loud. <laughs> right? Oh, God. I still love the, uh, the Twitter thread with him doing the Ask Me Anything. If a woman is being mugged in an alleyway and she has her baby and she drops it, how hard do you need the baby in the head? (laughs) (laughs) All right, moving swiftly on from the New Jersey Devils, defenseman John Merrill. Uh, Yeah, same. Just kind of meh. Kind of plug the hole there. Um, New York Islanders, goaltender John Francois Berube. Uh, They also acquired. Mikhail Grabowski and Jake Bischoff, uh, 2017 first round pick. Who, yeah, number 15 overall. Sorry, my mind's getting confused here. And a 2019 second round pick. So that's pretty much, I think, in terms of um, just straight substance. That's probably the biggest deal that went down um, throughout the entire draft. Uh, yeah. Perhaps that in, in terms of just pieces move, not necessarily depth, but just pieces moved. Yeah, it is. And but all of them, I mean, Grabowski, I mean, come on, he's he's a good forward. Um, but Ruby's like a, you know, 
kind of a bench warmer a little bit, but he's not too bad. He's he's got decent. I think it was like two point three or something save percentage. He's he's not bad. Um, but it's I think a lot of this might have just been for future planning and you know trade room and everything. So yeah, uh, they needed to move all you know they needed to move these players and you know that's another thing that was that was cool about the the draft itself is because for some teams it was oh no who do we protect who do we not protect and for other teams it's like this is an opportunity to clear the roster. That's what it was for us, which we'll get to. Yep. But yeah, I totally agree there. Oh, from the New York Rangers, forward Oscar Lindbergh. Don't really have a strong opinion on him. Either way. Not strong. It's just a good pickup. It's a he'll you know, he's he'll useful. And the Ottawa Senator has lost a decent piece there in defenseman Mark Mathot. Yeah, I actually thought that they were gonna use him as a trade chip, and they still might. But um if he sticks around, he's going to be, again, uh, either top pairing or perhaps second pairing. Because Mathot, he's very, very strong blue liner. So in my opinion, it was a good pickup. Uh, that's going to sting the Senators a little bit, but not too bad because they have good defensive talent now. They just need to have Carlson take every shift, and they're good. Yeah. From he the almost Phil- already does. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> True. From the Philadelphia Flyers, forward Pierre-Edward Bellemare. I thought that was a weak pick, honestly, but... Yep. I mean, what can you really take from the Flyers, though? <laughs> Out of the Penguins, the one that everyone predicted and that we mentioned earlier, goalie Marc-Andre Fleury, they also got a 2020 second-round pick. Everyone saw that coming. Literally everybody. Oh, yeah. I knew he was going to be the new face of the franchise, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And I wanted him really bad, and I was hoping maybe we could have a deal in place, but he's really is just going to be the face of the Knights for the next few years, so... Yeah, he and Neil are going to be mainstays, probably. <laughs> oh, Neil. That's not a person you necessarily want as the face of your <laughs> franchise. That's Vegas, baby. Yeah. Of um, the San Jose Sharks, defenseman David Schlemko. Yeah, that stung. Yeah, that's a good pickup by them. and Sharks are kind of on the downward spiral now, I think, and that just makes it even worse. The St. Louis Blues winger David Perron. That's a that good one, pickup. That one stung too. Yep, that's a. It's not necessarily going to like really hurt them like hugely, but it's still, you know, they would have much preferred to keep him for sure. From the Tampa Bay Lightning, defenseman John Garrison. They also received rights to Nikita Gusev, a 2017 second round pick and a 2018 fourth round pick. It's Jason Garrison, but yeah. Um, I really, again, don't have many strong opinions there. Um, we have to see how they grow with the franchise. Agreed. Toronto Maple Leafs forward Brendan Leipzig. Uh, that stung a little bit because uh, they did use him, especially uh, Leipzig was good um, they, when they mix up the lines, like uh, they're in the playoffs. Um, Leipzig did a really good uh, job of puck distribution, and he's really good at that. He's got a good eye for passing. Um, but it's a it's an okay pickup. It depends on how they use him. Yeah, and I mean the leaps are bleh, not the leaps. The Leafs are getting some depth. Um, you know they have a good GM now, and that that hole can be can be filled eventually. So I'll have to see what they do with that. It stings a little bit, but it's not going to kill the team. From the Vancouver Canucks defense defenseman Lucas Svisa. That is a hard name to say for me at yeah. least. Svisa, and yeah, that one stung too. Yeah, they really losing anyone hurts the Canucks. They're not in a position where they can lose anybody. Especially on defense. Right. (laughs) From the Washington Capitals, defenseman Nate Schmidt. I'm sure the Capitals will be fine. Yep, no problem. And now to my favorite. My favorite pick (laughs) out of all of this. I think Chevy finally fished his phone out of the toilet because they took forward Chris Thorburn. They swapped picks with us, sending um, the Blue Jackets' first rounder to us for our 13th overall and a third rounder. Chris Thorburn was a skating liability. He was a UFA, and that was genius. We did not need that pick. We did not need any really any picks. We kind of have our team, and through signings that we'll get to. Man, this was just magic. Absolute magic by Chevy. 
So really, really yeah. good, good gaming on that, but a terrible pickup for Vegas, honestly. And that's it for the draft. Um, going forward, really, I think Vegas is going to have some growing pains for sure. Um, they're going to have to put some stuff on the move to really get a good team together. I think in their first year, they're not really going to come anywhere near the playoffs with the roster they have right now. But their future is bright. They have a lot of picks stockpiled. You know, like I said earlier, they have, you know, Pickard as a, you know, kind of a goalie prospect back there with Flurry, so that when Flurry retires, someone can fill that spot. Um, that's really my closing thoughts on it. You have anything? No, not really. And I agree with you there. Definitely not playoff contender. Um, Flurry's going to steal some games that they probably shouldn't win. That's to be expected of, Flor- of the Flower. Um, I, I don't see them finishing in the bottom either. It's going to be tough, you know, in the Western Conference. But um, yeah, there's definitely some teams that are worse off than they are, even with the, uh, you know, the newborn roster they've got. But they have uh, good quality players, and there's still pieces on the move too, so they're not done yet. And they've still got some time, so we'll see what they do before the, the season starts up. All right, so on to free agency. Um, a lot of a lot of moves going on here. You know, it wasn't quite as boring as last year's free agency was, but there really weren't any huge splashes, I don't think. Um, start off with the Anaheim Ducks. Just go alphabetically. They signed goaltender Ryan Miller for two years. Oh boy, they get to hear the complaining now. Now they already they're used to it. <laughs> uh, they also sign uh, Steve Alexi, Derek Grant, Mike Leambus, and Scott. S- I can't even say that. Sabarin. 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 Yes. I'm glad you bailed me out there because I was not going to get that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Scott Sabarin. Um, yeah, those were all just, uh, you know, I would call them pawns. There was anybody you know, that's really that they really signed. I mean, Ryan Miller, when he's on his, you know, his game, he's he's point, but um, he hasn't really been on his game and couple years so you know, i kind of hope i kind of hope he gets sparked a little bit because i love the miller and you know the sabers days but he's getting uh he's getting a year or two you know added on there he's getting a little bit older and hopefully uh, he can pick his game back up because i like it when he's you know he has success he's a he's a decent guy and when he has success and he doesn't whine so maybe anaheim can win some games for him and kind of get him back into shape he will whine though oh yeah he'll whine Oh, the Arizona Coyotes. Um, defenseman Adam Clendenning signed one-year contract with them, and forward Nick Cousins signed a two-year contract with them. Uh, Clendenning is a decent pickup. Yeah, I think Cousins isn't bad either. I mean, he's gonna, he's a, that's a little bit of a, you know, like an under-the-table signing. He's a, he's got decent upside to him. So I think those are actually um, two good signings for the Coyotes. I mean, uh, I, I actually don't remember what the contract was, but I, I think it was a pretty good deal that they got to get Clendenning to sign for a year. So I'm not sure what, if he's just doing it maybe to bolster his numbers, maybe to get a better contract next year, that could be. But um, yeah, I think uh, it did it okay. They've got um, a lot of pieces there they need to fill in Arizona yet, though, to to even come close to being competitive, though. Yeah, still. I agree. We'll have to see how that pans out with them. I, I'm a huge fan of their GM, so kind of want to see them have success, even though I'm not supposed to. Oh, to the Boston Bruins. I have some comments on this. I bet you they, do. They signed Kenny Agostino, Paul Postma, yep. Jordan Suarez, and they're all one-year contracts. Paul Postma, I'm going to miss him, honestly. Um, he was uh, that person that you never heard his name, which is both a good and a bad thing. You know, he's he was solid. He didn't come out and be like this Carlson or this Bufflin or anything like that, but he's a decent player and he's a good guy. So sad to see him leave. And the Boston Bruins, I think, got a good deal on him. So I wish him all the luck. Yeah, that's good. I mean, they um, well, the Bruins lost more. Uh, Toronto grabbed him. Um, I still don't think they've re-signed Drew Stafford yet either. No, I don't believe they have. Which. Um, that makes me sad too, because I'm a fan of Stafford as well. I hope he gets yep. somewhere else. Out of the Buffalo Sabers. Okay, so 
four four wins here. Benoit Pouliot signs a one year contract. Um, Pouliot. Yeah, he's he's entertaining and it's a good signing by them. It's only one year, but I think uh, with the Sabres' current team, he'll find a little bit of success there. Uh, goaltender Chad Johnson signed with them. I don't really have an opinion on Chad Johnson. Nah, he's a bench guy. Yeah, really. I mean, there's not a whole lot to say about him. Uh, defenseman Matt Tennyson. I same thing. It's kind of I. I feel like he's not going to see a whole lot of NHL ice time, and he was signed to a two year. So we'll have to see what what goes on with him. And then forward Seth Seth Griffith is on a one year with them. A lot of guys coming to the Sabers that I really don't have a huge opinion on. But uh, no, they're padding the roster a little bit and just kind of. I think they're going to see how things ride out here this next year. Um, I think they may be a little bit more competitive, but um, they have a you know a couple players that um, they don't have re-signed yet either because um, I know they don't have. Gianta isn't signed yet, and boy, they really need to keep Gianta. Um, but yeah, there's, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. Again, we had talked about Sabres a little bit before, and I really like the Sabres. I like the team. You know, obviously, they're in the middle of a rebuild. Um, they've got some, they have a really great top three. And so uh, I'm kind of disappointed, honestly, in who they got. I mean, Benoit Pouliot, he'll do well there, but I mean, they need like two or three more like power forwards or sniper, something to give them a little bit more of a scoring touch so that all the focus isn't, you know, on Eichel. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I hope they, they do a couple more moves here before the beginning of the season makes things interesting. You know what they really need? They really need a Koivu type. They do. Yeah, they could use a power center. But yeah, we'll have to see how they build with their new, their uh, new command structure, as it were. Don't say that do. too loud, because Fletch will hear you and call and send Coil to them for no reason. <laughs> hey, you want Coil? I want a six-round pick. That's Fletch. Of the Calgary Flames signed forward Merrick Hirivik to a one-year contract. I don't know him, like, at all. I don't know either one of these players that yeah, Calgary and signed. Yeah, Luke Gosdick. I've, I've heard his name before. I know that he's, like, third fourth liner decent i believe but like i have not heard of the first one at all but what what more do the flames really need other than a goalie that can you know yeah, no, steal games? They've, they just need to do a little bit of growing now they've um yeah i think they have a good roster i really do which i don't know i believe sam bennett was a free agent this year and i don't know if he signed yet they really need to keep him he's one they need to keep on the roster but yeah, uh, otherwise, really, Calgary doesn't have a whole lot to do. They can just kind of sit pretty and wait, see what happens. Did you say Sam Bennett? Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. Bennett's a, yeah, he's a free agent. He's not unrestricted, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah they, he's an RFA, but they definitely want to keep him, I think. Yeah. From the Carolina Hurricanes, forward Justin Williams agreed to a two-year contract. Uh, That's... Decent, I guess. Um, it's a piece they it's a piece they needed. I think they needed a king and they signed a bishop, but that's um, yeah, I don't know that one. Actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, Williams could pan out in Carolina because he's got room to play in. So, well, I don't know. I might I'm gonna go up and see a couple of games here in the beginning of the year, and I'll let you know what I see. Yeah, that is definitely a wait and see one. They also signed forward Josh Juris. Um, don't have the term on here, actually, but uh, I've never heard of him before. Yep, I was going to say the same thing. I have no idea who he's, Josh Juris is. Yeah, yeah. agrees the term, so he's probably some draft pick that none of us yeah. have heard of yet. Um, defenseman Brendan Kitchen. Kitchen. I, Jeez, that, that's confusing to me because there's someone in um, deep in one of the Swedish leagues that I follow called Kitchen as well. But um yeah, uh from what I've heard he's decent. Uh nothing, you know, super special. It's gonna be a game changer for them, but you know, bugs a hole and does a decent job. And then defenseman Dennis you know Robertson. That name. Why? Now now you, you know, confuse me. You should you should know Kitchen. He's AHL guy, but he was drafted by the Jets, man. Oh, that's who was that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. You know, I googled that name. Early. 
You know why? Because I put a, I put a T after his name. But there's also someone in um, the Liga that has that same name that I really like. But uh, yeah, I actually I, I'm disappointed in myself now. I'm just gonna move on because I'm so I'm I'm not even gonna talk about that anymore. <laughs> That's all right. Let's move along. Got a lot to cover. So it's all right. Chicago Blackhawks. Um, they signed uh, Patrick Sharp to a one-year contract. Boo. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about that one. Uh, Tommy Wingle signs Boo. a one-year contract. Goaltender J.F. Baruby. Yeah, they can go ahead and play him. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's fine. I'm fine with that one. They won't play him, but they could go ahead and do it. And Lance Boma. Yeah. Yeah, man. I don't want to talk about the Blackhawks. Nah, not really. Move along. <laughs> Sorry, Blackhawks fans. Uh, Colorado Avalanche. Uh, they signed goaltender Jonathan Bernier. Oh, I don't think that's going to help many, but okay. No, I don't think so either. Uh, Bernier can steal games, but really there is no stealing games for the Avalanche in their current form unless they do a complete 180 and like climb the cliff somehow. Oh, they got some scoring power now, too. <laughs> they had some scoring power last year, too, though, but yeah. I still don't think we're going to, you know, Barnier is going to turn that around for him at all. No, nah, but um, like they uh, they signed Yakupov. And so yes, he's, they did. Yeah, he's uh, he's good. I mean, uh, he's he's got scoring uh, touch and speed, so we'll see. I don't necessarily agree. I, I, I personally think Yakupov is a bust, complete bust. You think so? Yeah, I he's I don't think he's gonna find success in the NHL anymore. Uh, he was highly touted. I remember him being drafted because it was like the first year that I started getting into hockey, and yeah, he really hasn't panned out at all for anything. And if he he signed with the Blues, I'm remembering that right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And if you can't find success with the type of player he is with the Blues, I don't think you're really gonna find success anywhere else. I personally think he's a bust. But time will tell. Well, he uh, he had started with um Edmonton, of course. Yeah, because I mean he was you know played up in he was an Oiler, and he did he did pretty good. And then yeah, he had a downslide. All right, so he gets traded. Well, I mean not traded, but he signs now with Colorado. And the only thing that I would compare that with, and like the situation, would be Nito Niederreiter. All right, where he did literally did nothing at all with the Islanders. He was he was horrible. He was awful. And then he signed to Minnesota and was absolutely fantastic. And so yeah, every once in a while, you know, you can, you know, a player can light up like that. So maybe it's possible. Time will tell, but don't know. I just, I'm going to be wrong here just because the universe likes to spite me about things. But uh, Columbus Blue Jackets, uh, they signed defenseman Cameron Gauntz to a two-year contract. Uh, decent, I guess. Yeah. And then he's a, he's a third line, maybe sit out type of guy, but not really much of a scoring touch. Not really a whole lot of speed. He's strong. He's a strong guy, so that could help if that's what they needed. And I really don't think there's a whole lot that Columbus can do otherwise to bolster. They kind of have their team. They just need to tighten it up a little bit on the back end, and you know, get. Tortorella's coaching strategy to not collapse in the playoffs. Well, they they lost Gagne, though. Oh, yes, they did. He went to Vancouver, didn't he? Yeah, that hurts them bad. Uh, yeah, it wounds them, but I don't think it's like a killing blow by any means. Uh, Gagne was pretty important. He's set up. Well, we'll see. Yeah, we will see. I, I think they'll still find success, but like, and we were going to talk about this later, but I just want to bring it up because this is the perfect time. We have no idea what's going to happen this year. It's just cards are up in the air and nothing is predictable. So if, if the future is cloudy. And with the Dallas Stars, they sign forward Martin Hansel to a three-year contract. Yeah, they can have him. He didn't really do a whole lot for you guys. Uh, he was he was all right. I mean, it's, you know, we got two players in that trade, and I was just thinking that Hansel would be the one that would pan out, and it just wasn't, you know, just didn't work that way. I mean, Hansel coming up, you know, from Arizona, I don't know if it was 
just because of the team he was on, he seemed to be a lot better than he was, or I don't know, either that or he just maybe he just wasn't a good fit in Minnesota. And that's okay. You know, that's if you don't fit quite properly in the play style of the team you're with, then yeah, I mean, Dallas is a little bit, you know, is known to be a little bit faster of a team. Um, I don't know about this year, though. I think the, we'll get into the Minnesota build now. It's like the Minnesota got twice as fast in just this offseason here, so we'll have to see. But, um, but no, I, I hope he does well down in Dallas, just not against the Wild or the Jets. Yeah, you don't have to say the Jets. I know you don't mean that. No, I don't. Not at all. <laughs> uh, they signed defenseman Patrick Nemeth. Really, as a re-signing, really nothing special there. Yeah. But then forward Alex Radulov signed a five-year contract with them. That's too long, Raddy. But yeah, yeah. No, that, that's a good signing, though. Yeah, he, he's going to help there. Absolutely. Do you think it was too long? Do you think five years is too long? I think yeah, yeah, I think it should have been three. But For Dallas, yeah. I, I would want three, but oh well. Hey, if you know he finds success there, they won't regret it. So we'll see what happens with that. Detroit Red Wings, and they really didn't you know, make a whole lot of moves. Uh, they signed defenseman Trevor Daly for three years, which, okay, not a huge thing there, but I guess it works for him. And uh, they signed, please help me with this name, because I assume you're looking at it too. Oh, you mean Willet? Yes, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They agreed to terms on a two-year deal. I know nothing about him. So we'll see how that pans out for him. He's obviously just a prospect coming up. So, um, and they really don't have any major pending free agents either. So the Red Wings are going to be largely the same team they were last year. See if they can come back into the playoffs or not. The Edmonton Oilers signed forward Brad Malone to a two-year contract. I can't believe they haven't done more signings, but... I figured they'd get another player or two, but I guess they are pretty happy with what they got. Yeah. Well, the, th- the thing I'm looking at right now is dry. Now, to my knowledge, they still haven't signed him yet. No, they have not. And that's pretty huge. Like that, that's pretty that huge. That needs to I mean, be a done deal. They, because they like they've got on the the chopping block right now. They've got dry. They got Desjardins. They've got uh, um, JF. They've got Gustafson. Like there's a bunch of players they have not signed, and I think they're important players in their lineup. So now they have some time. I'm sure they'll maybe they're just working things out. And I we'd be remiss not to bring up the Connor McDavid contract. Uh-huh. That is a huge contract, and I think that was a horrible decision. That was an NHL buster. It was like that was that was it's just awful. I think uh, I had texted you the other day about that. It's like he literally has ruined rookie contracts for like the next five, ten years. That one deal has doomed all rookie contracts now because it's going to be before. It's like, look, if you want if you want to build a good team nowadays, you have to find them in the draft. You have to find good players in the draft because picking up defensemen or picking up like uh, offensemen through trades and things of that nature, it usually doesn't pan out nearly as good as finding a diamond in the rough, you know, in the draft, you know, you get like a Eichel or McDavid or, you know, whoever it would be. And, but now with this particular contract, this, you know, yes, he's, he's a really great player, but that freaking elephant of a contract is, was a horrible, you're absolutely right. Horrible, horrible decision to offer him that much in a contract and then accept it in return. That, yeah, that was poor. That was, that was bad, bad, bad. And people will see why in a year or two or three. Yep. Yep. Eichel's going to come out and, you know, score 32 goals next year and then be like, I'm a 30 plus goal scorer. I, you know, I need 10, you know, gazillion dollars for the next six years. Right. And every rookie that comes down and scores more than 20 goals now is going to want, you know, 4 million, 5 million minimum. Well, of course, with the Eichel situation, I'm pretty sure their GM would just laugh in his face. Anyways, yeah. I don't think he's afraid of that. Uh, Florida Panthers. Signed Florida Evgeny Dadanov! You don't get that joke, but other people will. To uh, a deal. Um, yeah, if anyone uh, listening is a fan of the 2BC YouTube channel, you'll get that. Um, he's, from what I understand, a decent player. Not 
anything super special, but someone who who will help. So he he's decent. I don't know. Do you know anything about him? Um, not really. I mean, I know he's like um, because uh, he's not even he wasn't even in the NHL, was he? No, he wasn't. Yeah, it's like it's he's been it's been a while since he played in the NHL. Yeah, because he's played over in uh, the Continental. I know that, but player specifics, I'm not sure. But I know he's good. He's got like skill. Yeah. I know that. I remember you know basics about him, but yeah, not really a whole lot. And the Panthers also signed Radim Verbata to a one year contract. That's a good pickup. It is. I'm a fan of him too. I like him. Now the thing about Dadanov though, I'm going to jump back to him real okay. quick because. Because I remember, like, he has, he's like the, has like the, the what do I want to call it? Maybe like the Pierre-Marc Bouchard kind of, like, that sniper mentality. And he's got, he has a really, really great shot. So I know he's he's a very high scorer. And he always was. He's got a good scoring touch. And I think, um, I think he scored, he was like 20 plus or he might even have got even like 30 goals there last year. Um, playing for Continental. So, I mean, if he can take that. That's what they need. Bad. I mean, Panthers need you know a little bit more scoring because the defense and the goaltender is eh, you know. So they got. I don't. I don't. They didn't re-sign Yager. I know that, but I don't know what they're going to do about that whole situation. But if they can, you know, if they can put another goal or two up per game and increase their GPG average, then they don't necessarily have to worry about improving their defense that awful much. So I think it might be a, a good add. And um, adding, like you said, adding Verbata to that too is also a a pretty good move. I just think with Florida right now that their management is kind of imploding. They made a horrible decision yeah. in firing Gallant last year, and I, I think that they're going the wrong direction. But Panic again, is still available if you want to grab it. <laughs> is he really still available? Yeah, he's still out there. Oh man, oh, the Los Angeles Kings. Um, Michael Camilleri one year, Christian Folin one year, and Darcy Kemper one year. <laughs> oh, we you texted me because we'll get to the Rangers too. But just a little spoiler: they signed Pavlik. So you said that their goals against average just went up by a little bit, and they haven't even played a game yet. I said Both their teams. Uh, yeah, their GAA went up two point oh, two point seven. Yeah, <laughs> and Folan and Kemper didn't even play yet. <laughs> oh man. Oh why? I just I I really don't understand really why they take Kemper over literally anybody else. But okay. Oh, I also want to point out because I still love this dude. Uh. Devin Setaguchi is a UFA from them, so I hope someone signs him. Oh, I'll take him back anytime. Oh, I would too. Like, really, he's he turned around his game quite a bit since he played for the Wild and the Jets way back when. He had started to um, when he was finishing up with the Wild, and uh, I saw his game headed in a good direction. I always like Seto's attitude. He's always a hard worker, positive, and um, he got pushed up and down the line and benched a couple of times when I don't think he was really necessary. But um, no, I've yeah, I've always liked Setaguchi. He's a he's nice. But I know that uh, they still haven't re-signed Aginla either. Yeah, he and I don't think they're going to. So Where's he going to go? You think? Oh man, that's somebody's got to sign Aginla for like one more year. Yeah, someone is. I don't know. See, the thing about it is, is any teams that I think would have interest in signing, like you know, an Aginla would rather take Yager if he's not because, you know, just for like a one-year thing. So it'd be interesting to see what goes on there. I'd take him. You get a Genla for 60% of the price. It's true. I'd take him too. The Wild fan base would explode, though. Fletcher getting another another aging. (laughs) Aging No, no, maybe not because we'll talk about that in a second. All right. And we'll actually talk about that right now. Minnesota Wild. Um, they signed goaltender Nicholas Svedberg to a one-year contract. And I'll, yep. actually, I'll actually let you read off the rest since this is your team. Yeah, Svedberg, very good. Um, much better of a backup um, than Kemper. Um, Svedberg is good, cold off the bench. Um, he was, you know, he was uh, brought in to play 
a few times for the Bruins there last year, and um, he does good. And so he's going to be good. So no longer is it going to be, you know, Kemper is sitting on the, on the bench, you know, waiting for his turn. Um, Svedberg knows he's a backup goaltender. He knows it. He's not going to try and steal the spotlight from Dubnik, and Dubnik is our number one guy, period. And that should be perfectly clear with this particular signing. Um, defenseman Kyle Quincy, um, another good pickup. Uh, he's kind of sliding into Folan's role, I'm sure. And uh, I think Quincy is a much better fit, of course, than Folan was. So that's, uh, that's a good pickup. Um, Kyle Rao, of course, signed again. So um, I expected that. Um, and then, uh, Ferraro and O'Reilly, uh, signed. So I like, I like that O'Reilly came over. Um, we can use him too. Ferraro, yeah, that's kind of a, I don't know if he just came in a package deal or, you know, what we did there, but, um, I think O'Reilly's the good signing there. And then Mike Riley, thank goodness. Um, cause I was afraid he was going to go the way of Alex Tuke and I'd have flipped out if they let both Alex Tuke and right. Mike Riley both get away. That would have, that would have smoked me. Um, but yeah, they did get Riley signed for two year contract and we really could use Riley on the team. Um, second or third line, uh, winger, big, strong kid, um, a lot like coil. So I don't know if I, I put him on the same line as coil or, you know, if I would, uh, drop him down a line or, or whatnot, but yeah, Riley's going to be a very useful piece uh, of our team for hopefully, um, uh, more than just two years. Cause, uh, he's a good player, really good hockey sense. Um, he could take you, um, perhaps, um, one of the uh, second line winger spots um, if you necessary, if there's injuries or something, Riley's good enough to move up and down. So I'm really glad that we signed him back again too. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but the wild have not signed Granlin and Nita Ryder at this point. No, they will. I'm not worried about that. I think they're just uh, in negotiations at the moment. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Granlin's they're not going to let him go anywhere for any reason. I could see Granlund. I I could see um, Niederreiter going though. I um as a as like maybe it's possible. Um, Niederreiter is I don't know how to how to word it. He's he's very useful. I would hate to see him go. Um, we could afford letting him go if we needed to. I'll put it that way. I I'd, I'd hate to see it, but we could. Um, Granlund? Heck no, no. We cannot. We give Granlund. Yeah, that's just negotiation guaranteed because there's no way we're going to let Granlin, you know, walk. We will be signing him because he is an extremely important piece of our core group now. I couldn't imagine the Wild without him right now, honestly. No, no, I couldn't either at all. No, I mean, because, I mean, Parisi came and Parisi's supposed to be, you know, sort of like the the new face of the franchise, which he is, you know, the you know Minnesota golden boy. But, um, but he's not the one who's getting our points. You know, it's, it's Grandlin and, and Koivu and Zucker. They're the three guys that we need. We cannot lose any of those three, and we're not going to lose Zucker or Koivu anytime soon. Um, we were a little worried about him not protecting Zucker for the Vegas draft, Fletcher, I mean, but uh, he did, which I was very, I breathed a sigh of relief because I, I know that if Zucker would have been on that list, Vegas would have taken him, and he would have went happily. So I will have to see in the future how things roll out, but... Uh, now nah, we'll get. I'm I'm positive we'll sign both those guys here here shortly, and uh, Curtis Gabriel too because we need to keep him. Yeah, yeah, you do. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens. Um, the big one here, of course, is pretty much just Carl Olsner. Five years, decent pickup, but again, the same thing as we said earlier. I f- I feel like this should have been a three. Honestly, for the yep. Canadian situation, but and then uh, you know, I like Peter Holland, so I gotta, I gotta. Mention I don't, that. I don't think any contract should be longer than three years, really. I, any contract? No, I really don't think so. I mean, like, okay, maybe in very specific, you know, if you're 36 years old and you're looking to finish with a team or something, and you still got a little bit of skill and there's you know purpose for it, then fine, you can sign yourself a five year and just finish off and retire. But no, when you're in early twenties, mid twenties, or even like we're around the 30 marking in the prime. No, I, I'm not a fan of contracts longer than three years. Not even like a line a or a Matthews. No, no, because you never know what's going to happen. Just because a player does great. Okay. Let's say you've got line and you're signed for five years and two years in, he gets hit and, you know, gets a, a broken femur or something. It doesn't quite heal right. And he doesn't have a speed anymore. Then what? But he can still play, so it's you know the contract still holds. 
I don't know. When something's a core of a team, I have to disagree with you there. If if they're a core of a team, you know, you'd need to take the risk to lock them down. Make sure they don't go anywhere else. Well, can give them three years and then say, you know, we're going to you know, give us the first right of refusal after those three years. And, you know, if everything is great and it works out for both parties, sign them for another three. It's true, but I don't know. I, I still think term is pretty important when it is negotiating. to the players. Yeah, to, to, the, to the players. You know, if I was Patrick Laine and, you know, being Patrick Laine and Chevy came out and said, okay, we want to sign you for, you know, three years instead of we we normally sign you for, you know, five, six. We want to sign you for three. I'd be kind of insulted because I'm like well, you, the spine you, of the team. You would be unless everyone only signed three years. But that's not yeah. the standard. Yes, I know. But that's, that's I think you get my point. Though. I get yeah, your I do. point, I too. But... but yeah, it's, you know, then, the Canadians, I think it's. Then, then there's McDavid. Here is twelve Trump trillion dollars <laughs> for the next six hundred years. Trillion dollars. <laughs> oh man, uh, the Nashville Predators didn't do a whole lot. Uh, Nick Benino was the big one for your contract. Um, they still got a and Scott Hartnell. Uh, he's just one year, but I, I think he'll he'll do well there. And then you got your, you know, they they kind of need to sign Johansson. Um, that's kind of important at some point. They will. That's that's guaranteed. That's just negotiation. But yeah, really, they didn't do a whole lot. Uh, nothing special there. They're just they're going to be pretty much the same Nashville Predators minus James Neal. Uh, New Jersey Devils signed Brian Boyle to a two-year contract. That's a good pickup. It is. It is, especially for the Devils who are kind of like in purgatory right now. They they can't. Seem to, uh, uh, I can't uh, seem to suck or <laughs> biblical pun. I didn't even mean to do that. Well, it worked out. New York Islanders signed nobody. New York Rangers defenseman Kevin Shattenkirk. That's a good one. Kind of everyone was kind of wondering where he'd go, and you know he's he's going to do well with the Rangers for sure. <laughs> yeah, well, he better. <laughs> Sorry, I'm already laughing because goaltender Andre Pavlik agreed to terms with them. You better not let any pucks behind him, because if Shaq Kirk lets a puck behind him, it's going to score. Yeah, it's going to go in. Oh, God, it's I wouldn't have done that if I was their GM, but they also haven't re-signed yet Mika Zabinijad, which might be, uh, they might let him go, but I think they really they need him back. Um, we talked about him you know, during the playoff series about yep. how you know, kind of underrated he was for them. So they definitely, they really, they should get him back, but we'll see what happens there. They might feel they don't need him. Ottawa Senators, Nate Thompson. Uh, Not super familiar with him, but what can the Senators really do right now? I I don't know, not really a whole lot. I mean, but I mean, um, Thompson's good. He's he's not bad. It's not going to be a skating liability. No, not skating liability, but he's a big dude, strong. medium speed skater but i mean he's uh he's really strong on the puck it's tough to get him off the puck he's a he's a good board battle guy so uh maybe that's just what centers are looking for it's just you know somebody who can win those battles up against the boards a little better sorry i'm giggling because i heard the zelda i heard it oh yeah that's my text notification yes oh the philly flyers uh they did basically nothing who cares Yep, we can just move on from them because well, they're Elliot, but I mean that's pretty much nothing. Yeah, that not really. They they basically traded or like let go the exact same goaltender they signed, so and nothing huge there. The Penguins had an interesting signing in Antiniemi. I think that's a great signing. Yeah, yeah, it really is losing Flurry, and you know you have your bona fide number one in Murray, like. That dude's amazing. So just having Antoniemi there to, to back up during bad games or if he's injured, is it's, it's a really good signing. It is, and Niemi's not going to mind sharing the net. He's not the type of person that, that you know that will really fight for that number one. It's just when Niemi goes in, he's going to play his best. And, I mean, come on, it's Niemi. He's, he's a really great positional goaltender. Um, 
super fast reaction speed. And uh, yeah, he's, he's going to be a really good backup, but you're right. Pittsburgh has their new number one and he's going to be there for, you know, probably quite a few years as the Pittsburgh's number one. He's the new flower. So, I mean, come on, he played spectacularly in the playoffs. And so, yeah, Nimi's going to, going to do well, I think in, in Pittsburgh. They didn't do a whole lot else. Um, a Hunwick, just a normal, nothing special there. And Justin Schultz. Yeah, they needed to get Schultz signed. So that was yep, a, that's a good, good signing too, because he needs to stay. And sadly, the one of the UFAs, and I know you have, and it's not the one you're thinking of, Pascal Dupuy. No way that's you know happening. And that makes me sad because I think we're both huge fans of him. You're not going to mention the other one? I'm going to let you mention the other one. Matt Cullen is awesome. We'll sign him back if they don't yeah. want Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Come back home. Yeah, that's if they don't sign him, I think that would actually be pretty amazing if there's cap room for it. I'd take Matt Cullen any day for any reason. I'd take Pascal Dupuis back, too. Yeah, yeah. Love Pascal Dupuis as well. Yeah, I, I, I feel the same way about him. He's just, he's amazing. San Jose Sharks uh, sign Joe Thornton. He returns for one more year. I can't believe they only did a one-year contract for Joe. I don't know. It's maybe he's thinking about retirement. Just wanted to see maybe, what happens. I mean, still just one. No, just maybe. see what happens after a year and think about it. Then I understand that one. And then Brandon Bullig, one year, nothing special there. Yeah, not really. The St. Louis Blue. <laughs> the St. Louis Blues signed Chris Thorburn. We already went over that. Yeah. My feelings on that one. Um, they also signed Oscar Sunfist and Bo Bennett. You know, okay, I just wanted to say, uh, Chris Thorburn is pretty much a skating liability. But in terms of his ability to get involved with a team and a city, there's not many people he can match. That can match him, rather. He pull, poured, poured his heart and soul into both the city of Winnipeg and the Jets. He's a great guy, and though I feel he's not a great hockey player, I wish him the best of luck because he was he was such an inspiring locker room presence for our guys, and he did a lot of good for the city. So I might bash his ability to play hockey, but as a guy, he is fantastic, and I do love him. So all the best. All the best. It's very touching. By the way, um, St. Louis, if you don't want Malone or Upshaw, we'll take him. <laughs> I don't know. I, I take Scotty Upshaw. Yeah, I, I mean, I take Scotty Upshaw too, but yeah, Fletch probably will. Just wait. Tampa Bay had a pretty big, uh, pretty big signing year. Yeah, Tampa Bay basically just set a table up outside, and anybody that walked up, they signed him. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Dan Girardi, Mike Leighton, uh, Chris Kunitz, Alex Gallant, Matt Bodie, and Jamie McBain. Um, yeah, how about that for a list? They were all one years except Girardi, who's two years. Jeez. Yeah, that's uh, they definitely added a little bit of firepower, some really great uh, top uh, defensemen. Yeah, that was uh, they were they were busy. And they had to be after they they didn't do as well as thought they would last year, and they had to make some moves. And wow, they did. Yeah, but Kunitz, that's a fantastic pickup. Yeah, that's a fantastic pickup. He's going to do well there for sure. And I think Tampa Bay is going to be a threat again. Personally. Yep, I think so too. I, I think they need to sign Tyler Johnson if they can fit him. I'm not sure what their cap situation is, but if they can fit him to yeah, get that him might back. Not be possible. Yeah, I'm not sure what the cap situation is, but if they can, they should. Oh, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs took uh Curtis Michelini. And they read uh I believe they already had him. Yeah, he was already in the system. Yeah. Yeah, and then Garrett Sparks as well. Can't say it like that though. How do you have to say it? You have to say Michelini. <laughs> yeah, I have to do it the Irish way, yeah? Yeah. Curtis McElhaney. <laughs> uh, I'm surprised they signed, re-signed Garrett, Garrett Sparks, though. He had some um, off-ice troubles last year. I don't know if you heard about that, him going full I keyboard didn't. warrior. No, <laughs> no yeah. I hear about that. Yeah, I, I believe, I don't know the entire situation. I'm sure Leafs fans will correct me, but yeah, he uh, said some not-so-nice things on some online forums, and Gotten a little bit of trouble for it, but nothing have, like just, nothing like just, just have a little bit of fun. Nothing like racist or anything like that. Just he was threatening people. I think the person he threatened was being racist or something like that too. So 
I, I guess he was kind of in the right on it, but you know, as a hockey organization, you can't really let that stand without some sort of punishment. Keep my internet free. Yep, pretty much. Ron Hainsey. <sighs> Ron Hainsey. He got carried to his Stanley Cup wins. That dude is a skating bag of pucks. I still like getting nightmares about his time in Winnipeg. He is not a good defenseman. Uh, but we'll see how he does with the Leafs. hes I, I personally can't stand the dude. Waiting for the big one. You haven't got there yet. Yeah, we'll get there. Dominic Moore, meh. Greening, Mueller, Laverde, I think is how you say his name, meh. That's correct. Then the big one. Yep. Patrick Marlowe for three That's years. Top notch. Why? Why does like one of the Jets' non-divisional rivals have to get Patrick Marlowe? Now they have Matthews and Marlowe. That that's gonna. It's mm. pretty nasty, right? Yeah, I'm not looking forward to our games against them, but yeah, that's. I'm jealous of Toronto's ability to attract free agents. I wish we had that. No one wants to come to Winnipeg. And you know, it's Toronto, so like they're particular free agents too. I mean, you know, they're going to resign McCulloch or McCulloch. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to, you know, they're going to resign probably Campbell, I'm sure. So it's like, they've got players that they don't really have anyone. They're necessarily at risk of losing either. They're going to be scary going forward. And I'm not looking forward to it. Oh man, the Leafs. What a turnaround for sure though. I got to give them credit. I kind of like it. I mean, I've actually, Never minded the Leafs. I actually have a couple of Leafs jerseys, and you know I, I like them. They were actually my the Canadian team that I uh, appreciated because I can't stand most of the rest of them. But uh, no, I, I didn't mind uh, the Maple Leafs team, and I kind of I'm kind of sort of happy to see them pick it up again. I'm happy to see any Canadian team pick it up again, but at the same point, they're because of the Matthews line. I think they're a major rival for us. So yeah, oh, it is what it is. We'll see what happens this season. The Vegas Golden Knights did nothing. Of course, they didn't really have anything to do uh, other than the UFAs that came in. And I think they'll still sign like Griffin Reinhardt, but I don't know about anybody else. Uh, the Washington Capitals. Uh, we'll, we'll do the big one last because there is one I want to talk about here as well. Brett Connolly resigns with them. They got Devonnie Smith Pelly um, and John Albert. That dude seriously has so much heart in his game. He's not the greatest player. He was in the system for us. He put, he has so much heart in his game, and I would really like to see him find success there with the Capitals. Um, I don't know if you remember, you and I actually watched it together years ago. TSN did a piece on him because there was that commercial back in like the 70s about the kid who, with last name was Albert, and you know, was this hopeful kid, and it goes up to the like the NHL level and. You hear them talking about Albert scoring a goal in his first NHL game in this commercial, and then it actually happened with him. TSN did a piece on him. Uh, I just I just know him from being the captain of the Moose. Yeah, and I'm gonna miss him. He's he was a great player, and I wish him the best. Then the big one for them, Evgeny Kuznetsov. Yeah, big one. Eight year, sixty two point four million. That's not a player they can afford to lose, though. They needed to give him term, and they did. He is yep. an important part of them. He's up there with you know Backstrom and Ovi. They need him, and they got him. He's now laying in a bed of money, smoking a pipe made out of money, sleeping with women made out of money. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's I. That's so much money too, man. I can't even imagine getting a contract like that for a team that he. You know, clearly loves to play for. So, oh yeah, that is one. He is one happy camper right now. And finally, the Winnipeg Jets. Some uh, interesting moves here. Goaltender Steve Mason for two years. Uh, that's a fantastic signing for you guys. Finally, yeah, we we needed a goalie. We needed someone to mentor Hellebuck, and Mason has the right attitude too. He's going to fight for number one. You better believe he is. But we need that because we need Helly to have someone to fight with. Mason you know, is number one. Last year, I mean, he's going to be number one for maybe a year. After that, we're going to see because he's going to, excuse me, he's going to give Helly some some tips here and there. I'm sure, and 
you know, last year it wasn't really a struggle for the goaltender spot. We had Halibuk and Hutchinson, and Pav was down in the AHL. So it's like, you know, we have three goaltenders who really aren't threats. So now there's someone who he's, you know, Halibuk's going to have to work for that spot now, and he's going to have someone to learn from. Great signing on that. Um, Steve Mason makes it very clear that he's into the whole fan dynamic of the city. So I, I, it's a great pickup, and I'm looking forward to seeing how we do this year with a confident presence in net and a little bit of a bolstered defense, which of course would come from Dmitry Kulikov. Uh, he didn't have such a great season last year, but the team he was on last year wasn't so great either. Uh, I think slotting him in with probably Enstrom or maybe Myers, he's going to do pretty well. Uh, I think he'll bring uh, kind of a new dynamic that we were missing. Um, you know, I think he's pretty much taking Sherrod's spot. So it's going to be interesting to see what he does. And I think he'll do well with us. He also signed forward Michael Scarbosa. Uh, I don't really know a whole lot about him, to be honest. I've done a little bit of research. Looks like he'll be a depth guy, maybe fourth line. Yeah, I don't know who he is. So decent there. Um, the, the other two, I'm not really sure about. I haven't, I know it sounds horrible, but I haven't researched them a whole lot. Buddy Robinson and Cameron Schilling. Uh, they're probably just depth and moose. Um, but yeah, I really don't have a Schilling. Yeah. Actually, you heard you guys got him. Yeah. Who Schilling is. Enlighten me. Schilling played for, uh, the, uh, the Ice Hogs. Oh yeah, I know that name. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Curtis. I know him. Or He's Cameron, still going to be Cameron. Yeah, Cameron. He's still going to be depth, but I know his name at least now that you mention it. Yeah, he uh he played with the Ice Hogs, and he also played for um for Hershey at one point in time too. So yeah, I know that name. Yeah. And our uh, free agents, you know, Hellebuck is going to get resigned. That's hundred percent. He wants to be here. We want him. So Lipon is probably going. Um, he was a good, decent player, but nothing we really need. And Tanov, we're going to re-sign, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I don't think you're really, really at risk of losing anybody really important. Nah, not really. I mean, really no one important was on a contract this year. I would have liked to see us get Postma back, but, you know, he would be depth, so it's not a huge deal. You didn't lose anybody super important like Folan. (laughs) Or Kemper. I told you we would have given you a ham sandwich for him. Just to put him in the AHL with Comrie. You could have sent us a gluten-free hand sandwich. We'd be right <laughs> with that. But that is it for the free agency, really. Um, really some, like like we I, I mentioned earlier, just the NHL is going to blow up this year. It like there, There's going to be so much going on that's completely unpredictable. So it's going to be entertaining once we get into the season. Now, uh, we were going to go over the trades, but we're pretty much out of time here, so we'll do a part two and do those uh, at some point in the future. So, probably within a week, you'll hear from us again on that part two. So, really just... some trades to do yet, too, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Probably wait a week or so. Well, we'll not have a week, but a few days, and we'll see. Yep, yep. So, give us a little bit of time to get get the, the trades out, get our act together, and we will be back with that for sure. Uh, my closing statements are: I'm really excited for the future. I think we get we got some really good signings. Vegas did not even come close to hurting us, uh, so I'm Shut looking forward up. to the future. <laughs> and your closing statement, CK? Vegas, yeah, my closing statements are exactly that, except Vegas kicked us in the nuts. <laughs> that and they did all, they did. all because it because they were going to take Brodeen, and that was we all knew it. Everybody knew it. We couldn't we couldn't protect all of our defensemen that we wanted to protect and we had to protect Spurge and we had to protect Suter. We had, you know, we had so many guys we had to protect. And so Brodeen was the odd man out and we just, we had to pay the price and, and that's a, we paid a pretty steep price. Yes. Yes, you did. But you're not hurting that bad. I mean, no, especially with the, uh, the trade that we made, which was actually, I think one of, um, which we'll talk about trades next time, but I think it was one of the best trades that Fletcher's ever done. Honestly. Yeah, we will get to that in part two for sure. Indeed. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Um, very interesting, very interesting episode. I was really excited for this and 
Oh, it was fun. So we will be back with part two probably within the next week sometime. Uh, thank you as always for joining me, CK. I did say Matt Cullen was awesome, right? Yes, you did. I not, not as not as awesome as Eli Brzgalov, but still, you know. No, of course not. But uh, yeah, so thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for joining me, CK. Oh, anytime, man. Appreciate it. Thank you, everybody. We will see you guys next time.